Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And this week, we recently got back into playing Sea of Thieves, so we talk all about co-op gaming and the different changes to co-op. We talk about new hobbies, including custom PC builds. And I pull some new dice from some new molds I made from Masters that I got and talk about some lessons learned about the process. All that and more on this week's episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And we've got a fun one for you guys tonight. Uh, 4am watch in the chat saying hello, hello. Uh, We've got a really, really cool one uh, for you. I'm super excited. We're going to be doing some dice pools in a a little bit and kind of just going over the process of how dice are made. I think that's like, that's just something that's so cool to see the process and learn about it uh so bronson's going to be talking about that in uh in a few minutes yes we have a a zoomy cam so that'll be fun yes no cat cam this week but if one of the cats comes by we'll we promise we'll pick it up and put it on the camera (laughs) because uh last week we had a uh a four-legged co-host we did was uh was interesting (laughs) it was fun it was a good time it wasn't wasn't that bad. He didn't talk a lot. No. He no. mostly just got high and laid down. But, you know, it Some, is what Sometimes it is. it's just the life you got to live. <laughs> you know. Especially if you're a cat. <laughs> so, we have uh, several things to, to talk about. What do we want to go over first? You know, we probably should have talked about that before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to do we want to start with uh, some some casual? I guess we can go over what we did yesterday on stream. We were playing some Sea of Thieves, yes, uh, which has been a good old time. Uh, we hunted down some children. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I forgot how much fun that game is. <laughs> it's definitely gotten better since I played originally. Al- oh yeah. <laughs> Although, I will say I am banning myself from ever touching a steering wheel. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> you and rocks. The only time Listen, I will ever touch a steering wheel is in iRacing. <laughs> I still hit rocks all the time. Yeah, I but was, you don't steer towards them. <laughs> that is, that's a fucking lie. That's a straight up lie. We were doing a, uh, a tall tale turn in on one of the um, Alliance servers I'm on. And I was at the helm looking down at the tall tale book. And I looked up and I remember going, man. I don't remember the mast being that thick in that color and just ran straight fucking head first. <laughs> like, and I, I'm telling you open water on either side and just one vertical rock sticking out. And I just <laughs> straight like bow mast into it. Like, oop, uh, head below deck and start making those repairs. Sorry. guys. <laughs> Someone else take the wheel. I'm going to, I'm going to fix that. Yeah. Well, th- that was almost kind of what happened to me last night, except <laughs> we're in the middle of combat and, trying to murder a child um, who was a real jackass. Um, Listen, I'm not <laughs> I'm not up for uh, wanton destruction. I'm not the most piratey pirate in the Sea of Thieves. Yarr. But like, if I shoot over to you and I'm like, let's be friends, and your response is to shoot at me, that means game on. Mm-hmm. And then the kid spoke and had a little <laughs> kid's voice. And, and I was like, all right, this is a kid. Let him get away if he wants to. And one of them, there, was, there were two people on the ship said, uh, we don't want any trouble. 
Mm-hmm. After, you don't want to fight. After shooting at me. And I went, okay, then sail away. And we, I got back to our ship, and they turned around and took another couple cannon shots at us. And I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> That's the way you want this to roll. Game on. <laughs> I, I think my favorite part about the game is normally it's just kind of talking you know, between us. And if you have like proximity chat on, other people can hear you. Mm-hmm. Unless you pull out the microphone. So you can shout things, or the megaphone rather, so you can shout things at the other pirates in the area. Mm -hmm. And when you say things, he truly (laughs) means things. He doesn't necessarily mean words. Yeah, sometimes things. So we used to play Sea of Thieves with our buddy Ray, and he had a soundboard hooked up. So he would shoot over to the enemy ship playing the ESPN Monday Night Football music. (laughs) So you just hear... (laughs) <laughs> and then in reverse they'd hear and then he'd land on the ship start barking at them and then proceed to kill every single member of their ship now jake who you've seen us play with if you watched our tuesday night video game streams uh has a penchant for shooting onto an enemy ship imitating donnie from the wild thornberries <laughs> so uh, here as you approach it's fantastic. And he does it so <laughs> damn good. It really is good. You'd think it was a soundboard, but it's yep. not. No, it's just him doing it. I've seen him do it live. Does it at D&D. Yeah, he just does it. But, uh, yeah, so again, the, uh, the the prox chat's always always fun in a video game. I remember PUBG prox chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, PUBG prox chat was just always Toxic. people were salty at all times yeah. so if you shot somebody you were either getting called a hacker or saying like i'm gonna fuck your mom or like <laughs> some shit like that and racial my, slurs my you know. favorite yeah. response was just bro bro come on go back go back to the loading screen that's what are you doing would you just you just sitting here laying on the floor talking shit it's like getting knocked <laughs> out in the fight and going uh pff, i've been hit harder but i've done that before I used to do that in PUBG. I would just sit, like, I would die in like a busy area. If I was in the circle, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to be that one zombie that's just like, fuck him up. <laughs> Go get him, man. Go get him. <laughs> but that, that's fine. You know, the guy that killed me, he's right there in the closet. Fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine and also funny. But on top of that, it's like the people who talk shit, like, you're dead. Yeah. You, you just got clapped. Get out of here. Like, yeah. who do you think you're talking smack to? Yeah, the guy that killed you. Yeah, you're talking smack to the guy who murdered you, who's clearly better than you. Back to the loading screen, buddy. Or at least got the better. Okay to disconnect. Yeah. (laughs) I give you permission. I have just been having so much fun with, like, Sea of Thieves. Because I I hadn't played the game in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, And getting back into it, it's just, it's fun to play co-op games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting me like the bug to do all the co-op games that like we used to play that kind of came and went, and then nothing new replaced it that was any good. So now mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, well, which ones are we gonna go back to? Like, I've been having a, a real itch to play Raft again because apparently they added like a shitload of things. I wonder if split screen co-op partially went by the wayside because it was too much on the system to render two viewports at the same time. Well, that was um. That was happening back in the day with like Xbox. Uh, Xbox, I think it was Xbox when the, like Halo and stuff was out. Like they had to like cut stuff out for split screen. So if you play the game in single player, there's actually more stuff on the screen than huh. in uh, the split screen mode. You'd never know because you're seeing half of a TV. But uh, 
It's like called less cut, grass and trees. Yeah, they cut split screen because couch co-op became, you know, the internet got fast enough where it's like, oh, we don't need to render it once. They could just play on the, like, next to each other or across the internet and we're fine now. So, yeah. I mean, there are, I still have a couple, um, couch co-op now is like party games. Yeah. Like I have a, there's like a moving one and then there's like stuff like that. That's become the new split screen. God, I love Jackbox. Here, yeah. Here's a question for you guys regarding split screen. Mm-hmm. Vertical or horizontal split? Vertical. What yeah. did you prefer? Always depended on the game. And the screen. And the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it. Yeah, the old CRT TVs. Yeah, a 4-3 <laughs> aspect ratio, I amend my previous statement. I think top bottom's better. Yeah. Horizontal split. But now new, newer TVs with the widescreen, like 16-10 or 16-9 ratios, I'm okay with a vertical. I mm-hmm. think if I'm playing FPSs, uh, top bottom better. Because you have the side views, no one's really going to be up or down. That's a floor. That's a ceiling. Well, it depends on uh, what game you're playing. Most of the ones that are split. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, Mario Karts and stuff like that, it d- doesn't really matter. You're you're focused on your little square. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Apex requires up-down. That is true. Apex is up-down. There, Apex there is some, screwed either way if you're yeah, doing it. <laughs> you know what? I think you could pretty much put the um, the separation point on movement-based shooters are more difficult with, with reduced up-down view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be the biggie. Like, you can't. You just can't play like a Fortnite Apex, anything like that. With split you just yeah. can't. There's just no way. Uh, 4M Watch says, Joe, why do you say Mario weird? Mario? I don't even know how I say it. I just say it. <laughs> Mario? Mario? I just say it. I don't, I don't know. Why do I say it weird? What's weird? I don't <laughs> think I said it weird. What are you talking about? Explain. Explain, chat. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just getting back in, I love those like... I used to have so much fun doing the couch co-op and those like just co-op games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, like playing a racing game or having, you know, your younger sibling drive the wrong way so you could win <laughs> and crash out everyone <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Every time. Or even just beating Halo. Like some of my best gaming memories were my brother and I playing Halo and beating Halo 3 on Legendary. Mm. And then going back in every Halo game that we've bought we made it a goal to beat the game on legendary in co-op to the point where I don't think I ever actually played either halo four or halo five. Forget which one. I don't think I ever actually played. Doesn't matter. Both were bad. Definitely. But (laughs) I don't think I actually played the single player version of that game. I think I only played co-op. I think it might've been four. I think that that was was part of master chief collection. So I didn't get eventually. I didn't get one when I was younger. I, we got two. And that was the the co-op. We played that, me and my brother. My brother's never been, like, a big gamer. Uh, But when we did play, he'd always want to play co-op games. So, like, the most fun ones were the ones that didn't have to split screen until you did crazy enough shit. We (laughs) used to play wrestling games all the time. Oh, yeah. So you'd have your your one screen. You just beat the shit because you do the tornado tags where you don't have to tag in and out because, like, fuck that. Uh, so you just beat the shit <laughs> out of everyone. And then eventually someone, like, wanders out to, like, the, the entrance ramp or, like, out in the crowd. And then it has to split screen out. And then, like, you can't see shit. It was never good. But um, that would that would be, like, the game that we that would have fun. That was, that was it. 
Yeah, that is also true. Yes, he's never been a big gamer. He got an apartment finally, and he's like, I want a Wii. That's all I want. I was like, just if you want a Wii, just go buy a, a Wii U so that it's better so you can plug it into a TV and get like the correct output. He's like, no, I don't want anything crazy. I just want a Wii. I'm like, this Wii is not crazy. <laughs> it's, it's literally the bare minimum. <laughs> So. I want an Atari twenty six hundred. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I have two of those. Is that a real one? I just made the number up. Yeah, they oh. have. Uh, they so you have they, a fifty two hundred. Um, they did RAM. It went. That is also a real Atari. Fuck, is it? Yes. <laughs> I went. I was just gonna say they did the memory thing. So it started with the twenty six hundred. Um. Then it went to fifty two. Then it went to seventy eight. Oh. Then after the seventy eight, it was the Jaguar. So they gave up. Gotcha. <laughs> It's hard to double 78. You just 78 and 78, it's Jaguar. Yeah. Yep. 152,000? Not a good idea. No. <laughs> Too many numbers. <laughs> so. Joe. Hmm. 78 and 78 is not 152. Shut up. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I sounded confident, and that's really all you needed. No one in the chat would have been like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> Me. <laughs> God damn. Uh, it's It's been a day. We apologize if we're just out of it today. Yeah. My brain just isn't working today. Joe's. I don't want to talk about it. I flat out took the whole day off because <laughs> I had such a fucking crazy weekend. I, it was a three-day weekend. I had shit to do all three days for work. In the middle of like family gatherings, in the middle of just trying to relax, I couldn't. Same. And then I worked till like nine o'clock Friday night on a shutdown too. So I today, you know, I I get a day when when that kind of crap happens. I get a day, so it's not like you're just like, haha, fucking sucks to be you. <laughs> Lucky, you. <laughs> I do yeah, not get a yeah, day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was in a meeting yesterday, and I was just like very clearly struggling to keep up with the meeting, and I was like, it's fucking four o'clock. I. I don't want to do this again tomorrow. So I just took the whole day off and played Sea of Thieves all fucking day. Honestly, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm probably going to go home after this. Please. <laughs> double, double Hunters, call rep, baby. All right. They're doing all XP stuff and all that goodies. Merchants, uh, Merchants was today between last night and this morning. I think I made close to two mil. Mm. Damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm happy with like the 90,000 we yeah. picked up. Yeah, we made like 100 grand last night. And I'm just like, I'm rich. I, I'm like, <laughs> I bought a lizard face peg leg. <laughs> <laughs> I got the gold curse today. Uh, I finished ooh. all the commendations on all the tall tales. Mm. And part of your skin turns gold. Oh, that's, that's pretty dope. Hmm. Is it better than the time you turned into a skeleton only on my screen? Uh, I don't know. That, that was, was pretty goaded because not only did it give me the skeleton skin, it also gave me the um, <laughs> the uh, emote you were doing. No, it gave me the Athena curse. So I was I glowy know. green. So I, I did take a screenshot of the gold curse now that I have it. So uh, maybe I'll throw this up on Twitter later. But you can see that part of his chest and face has now mm. turned gold. You are indeed oh, yeah. goldy. Yep. Your boy be shiny as fuck. Yeah, check us out on Instagram at Tabletop Trio. Not Italian shiny either. It's gold shiny, not grease. <laughs> <laughs> not like my forehead shiny. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> like valuable shiny. That's why my hair is always long. <laughs> <laughs> Must up, be nice, Bob. <laughs> up next is the siren curse. That's the next one I'm going for. 
Mm, I'd be woo. I'd be excited to get Not that uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> everyone just gigantic map lights where you are because you're just wee woo. I would just like the largest cop light you've ever seen, like the bar, but like up on the mast. It's no, <laughs> I'm I'm picturing like the constable, like singular, like flashing blue light that just, just put it on the, the how, on your hat. How could you justify a a police car? pirate ship in a game called Sea of Thieves. Like, how would you even be able to work that in? Where, where are you going to arrest them to? They just put... You put them they, in the brig. They, That's on the ship that they're on. They, exactly. They just <laughs> released a Halo version and an Oreo one. We can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, so, okay. Speaking of the Halo version, one thing they included in the game now that I love. Do you know the cover of Halo 2 where he's got the two SMGs and he's crouching? Yep. Mm-hmm. They put that as a pose in Sea of Thieves as an emote. That's so amazing. Now, when I trigger that emote, I specifically bought the bundle for this. If you're equipped with a pistol, it goes into that pose, but you can only have one gun in Sea of Thieves. So in the other hand spawns a banana, which he then <laughs> flips around like twirling a gun and points them both into the sky in that exact pose. Mm. And I went, yep, that's worth $2.50. Boom, <laughs> done. Oh, don't make me go and buy that. So here's... Here's a fun fact about that stance. <laughs> I am in a, a lot of kiosk groups for like kiosk. The, yeah, like uh, old uh, video game kiosks, like the uh, oh okay like yeah the, yeah the, the demo pl- stations. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge market. Turns out for people who want these things and people who have them. Okay. Uh, something that sells in there relatively often are those giant fucking Halo Two statues from like GameStops, and that is the pose. Dope. So I see them more often than not, and people are like, I have my Halo pose statue. $6,000. And I'm just like, <laughs> So what you're saying is you're going to buy one and replace one of the SMGs with a banana. With a banana. Correct. <laughs> and get an animatronic hand. No, I'm hoping, uh, what I'm really hoping for is that someone who buys one will let anybody with a 3D scanner, like, scan it so that we can 3D print them. How big? It's not big enough. It's about, uh, say. it's about five and a half feet tall, six feet tall, somewhere there about. Damn. There's a guy in the UK literally printing a goddamn Tyrannosaurus Rex. Not even life-size, though. No, it is indeed life-size. Well, I, Chief's like seven and a half feet tall. Oh, I'm talking about the T-Rex. He's, uh, he's oh. been printing a T-Rex life-size. That's got to cost oh my God, thousands he's, of he's dollars of so, filament. He's in so much money. So he's donating... He started a project. I forgot where exactly he is. He's been in, it's been on Reddit. The whole thing is cataloged in Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, of it started it with, as it normally is. It started with just the head. He just wanted to create the skull. Yeah. Then he was at the uh, museum in his like area or mm-hmm. his town or his country or whatever it was, and they didn't have a T Rex. So huh. he's like, "If I three D print this giant T Rex, will you put it in the museum?" And they were like, "Yeah." That'd be awesome. So, he's been 3D printing T-Rex pieces for the better part of, I think, two years. In between that happening, he has them in, like, his shed in his backyard. Like, he's been putting it together in the fucking shed. So, he opens up his shed, and it's just, like, three quarters of a body of a T-Rex. Like, fully, full size. Um, How big is his fucking shed? He's had multiple at this point, I think. Oh, no. T-Rex is like 30 feet tall, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's large. He's got him in like chunks. Sheesh. 
And then when he brings them to the museum is when he, like, I guess finishes putting them all together is the game plan. However, uh, the hilarious thing that's happened is that since he's been printing it and taking so long, in between him starting and I think he's almost finished, the museum actually got a T-Rex. <laughs> so now there are only no. two T-Rexes in this museum. So they're still going to take his. Wow. But there are now two T-Rexes. <laughs> and everyone in the chat's like, F. <laughs> Damn. R.I.P. in peace. But, they, uh, they literally went, you know, just in case yours sucks, just, we just bought one. Yeah, we just got a real one. Just, just in, case, in case. Just in case yours breaks down. That's all. <laughs> So, yeah, that's been the hilarity of 3D Pro. I forget how much he spent. It's a lot. I think he was at, like, I think seven to 10,000 kilograms of filament. God. Jeez. Something like that. It's it's a lot. A roll is two. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, that, that is absurd. I wonder how much got wasted on supports. Probably a lot. Because the yeah. head, the bones, the tail, the everything. He's been printing by, like, He's basically been printing by bone. So, uh, I don't Jeez. know. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. That's that's a lot. But I guess since I bought up 3D printing, um, now's a good time to bring up uh, when work turns hobby. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Or, or hobby versa. turns into work. Yeah. So, at my job, we have a really old machine uh, that is no longer covered under warranty. It uses these little gears. They're made of something, kind of like a PVC, but not. Um, it's like an almost nylon whatever. Uh, can't find the gears anymore. They don't exist anywhere else. Company is not making them anymore. That's it. We had like two left. I was like, give me one. So they gave me one. I gave it to my IT guy in uh, Pennsylvania because he knows how to model. And he created an exact copy of the gear. I was like, perfect. He also because he can't do anything a little bit of the time, gave me like 13 copies to just, he was trying out like different filament and different density and whatever. Just wanted to make sure it would print. So I gave them to my maintenance guys. And I was like, here, make sure these fit. And then if they do, I'll go get them ordered from a, a website where they, they could print in nylon. It will be great. Everything is it's basically like what we got. I don't hear back for like three months. I was like, what happened with that 3D printed part? And they go, oh, it's working fine. And I was like, those weren't the part to work. Those were tests. And he goes, test is running great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if they break, we'll let you know. Just go print more. I was like, all right. Oh, my God. Answers hey. that question. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I have nothing similar to that. <laughs> at all <laughs> I'm being sarcastic because I work in radio and podcasting is my hobby <laughs> I don't know it's a stretch Bob it's a it's a real stretch <laughs> these are what I use when I'm on the air <laughs> these exact like these are my on-air headphones oh boy <laughs> I have the dry erase markers I use to write shit down in my bag so what do you what do you write in like when you're there, you just spot like, times. Oh, just so like if I have like a live read, like oh, this report is brought to you by Bill's hot dog stand. <laughs> like I'll write, I'll like I'll take all of my copy and write down like what time I need to read them, mm-hmm. so I don't need to actually look at the log. 
Probably should nice. follow the log, but you know, <laughs> logs whatever. are references. <laughs> it's, it's a paper log. Radio stations don't use. Here we have. So, most radio stations, the automation systems that they use, are so intuitive mm-hmm. that you literally just, in most places, just need to see your you know your rundown of what what's playing. You'll see. Oh, this is a live read spot. Let me click on that, double click on it, it opens up your copy. Mm. So you read it, you hit the next button when you're done, it marks that you write it off, it marks the time that you write it off. Not with our radio station, though. Because <laughs> our hosts are not very computer savvy. Mm. So Double clicking very hard. We literally have a milk crate filled with paper <laughs> of all of the live reads that get printed out mm. and stuffed in... Um, you know, like the, uh, the the clear cellophane, like, um, sheet, mm-hmm. like, In, protectors. You yeah, know the, the phrase, old school cool? Yeah. That's old school lame. <laughs> that's also dumb. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that that's how we do our live reads wow. at our radio station. Is... Literally off of a piece of paper that once we're done, we wipe off the time, put it back in the milk crate. Oh, my God. But our sister station in the same building does it the right the the normal way? No, no, you were right. It's the right. It's way. the right way. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were correct. And it's it's the funniest thing because when they first brought us this new automation system, the guy who's setting it up is like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be super easy. All you have to do is just double click here." And all the producers looked at him and were just like, <laughs> "That's not happening here." The, the fuck we are gonna click that? We have spots on our board labeled with giant sticky and post-it notes. Mm. In bright letters that say what it does, because the host can't really see like the little tiny buttons. Our dump button is like, it's like the what button? The dump, the dump button. button. What, what? You know, like if someone curses on the air and, oh. the, and they like the they okay, they bleep it out. Checking. It's it's actually oh, hang called. On, hang on, what did you think he meant? I, I was <laughs> so like in it's my just brain a fart sound effect, right? Because <laughs> like I I computer so computer. Dump means wipe the everything. Like just oh. like well, nope. Boop. I really thought <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I thought it was a button that makes you have to poop. Well, <laughs> oh know, yes, the radio brown note, the emergency <laughs> button, the emergency <laughs> brown note. This emergency broadcast is your daily schedule. Well, of you poop know what's time. funny <laughs> with what you said? How like it dumps and deletes everything? Yeah, that's actually what it does. Oh, so I'm right. So radio stations are <laughs> run go. on a delay. The FCC mandates right. a delay. What is it now? Is it five seconds, two um, seconds, ten seconds? We always run at like a ten second delay for their station. Longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not on the guy a little bit to find the button. <laughs> yeah, and also for the topics and hosts that we have at said radio station. Right, right, right. Um, ah. it so. <laughs> Basically, the chain of command is, you know, you talk in the microphone, mic goes in the board, the board goes to the transmitter, or the board goes into our server stuff and then goes to the transmitter. Mm-hmm. In there is our broadcast delay that records everything and then sends it out like seven seconds later. Mm. So there's always a buffer. Um, and it's set up so that it dumps out, like the minute you hear the word, mm. you hit dump, it immediately jumps to live ah. and then slowly every second kind of slows things down and to the normal to the normal ear you can't tell because ah. it like it almost makes like like a, a tenth of a second into you know 1500 of a second gotcha so it's just that little extra kind of stretch hmm. 
that allows them to build up that delay. Hmm. And as soon as you hit dump, it goes right back to the beginning. Wait, so what happens if someone curses, then curses again? That's why... Call that a double dump. (laughs) The double doggy dump. Actually, yeah. I mean, (laughs) typically you, like, if someone curses, you dump and drop the caller immediately. Right. Like, you only get one chance, but if something like that happens multiple times, I think we run on a 10-second delay and it dumps... Like it has basically has like two rounds in the chamber for lack of a better phrase. Mm. So if we ever hear somebody get really slow while talking on the radio, that you know, means your delay is very broken. Because <laughs> <laughs> like it only opener, you can kind of tell, and it with the weather. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it almost sounds like they're kind of talking a little bit, like drawing out their words a little bit. Mm. But in reality, I just said, yeah, they're kind of drawing out their words a little bit. Gotcha. So it kind of extends things. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that's how it worked. I thought it was just like an overlay of just like, nope, beep. <laughs> but uh, for him watching the chat says, so do you always feel like you're at work? Yeah. Yes and no. I also I, always I enjoy like doing this. I enjoy my job. But like. Do I feel more confident or less confident than your actual hosts? <laughs> Like when you produced. <laughs> no pressure to answer. <laughs> I think we would do how? well in radio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not constantly sitting here like, oh, dear God, someone is going to show up and just <laughs> end me. And here I don't get cursed out for just answering the phone and telling someone, no, you can't go on the radio. I mean, we, we could do that answer. if you miss yeah, it. Yeah, we don't answer phones yet. Do you want, do we sh- Should it's we put true. a phone number in? Make you feel a little bit more at home. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> do, do we put answered calls in? We have the technology. Oh, God, we do. We have the power. <laughs> oh, I darn. I'm power. Just because I say I'm, the produ- I'm a producer of the show doesn't mean I'm the producer for the show. <laughs> <laughs> we need an intern. We need we'll an give intern. you no college credits. Actually, it's just like radio. No credit, no payment. Look at that. But our equipment's up to date. Exposure. <laughs> Ah, that's, that's also <laughs> yeah. That's true. We we don't really have that either. Yeah, not yet. We're working on it. Trying, We're trying to get there. <laughs> um, all five followers. Yeah, thanks, thanks. guys. <laughs> we are up to fifty-seven. Thank you. Oh, thanks, folks. Yeah, you guys are great. Tell your friends. <laughs> Follow us. Get us to 69 just for the fun of it. Yeah. No more after it. that. I'm just going to. That's what we're calling it quits. I'm going to lock the channel. Yep. I'm also really bummed because my YouTube channel, I'm at 67 <laughs> subscribers. Nice. Two You're away. Almost there. I'm two away. That's then, all I want. Then I, you have to start deleting people when, <laughs> when you right. get to 69. Just start on. Just start banning people. Oh, God. We're five. <laughs> we're children. Yep. But that's okay. That is okay. But uh, one thing I wanted to bring up with the the bringing your hobbies to work and when work becomes your hobbies, um, I really like when my hobbies can tie into work. Mm-hmm. Like um, at one point we needed a, a custom gasket printed or cut, right? And it had to be relatively exact. And I was like, well, if you give me the broken gasket, I'll just, I'll cut another one. And they were like... What do you mean? And I was like, well, I have a laser cutter. I can I can just upload it, and it'll be a precise cut. You, you don't have to, like, it's custom. Nobody makes it anymore. It's for a flange that was designed and installed. We I could just do that. And they were like, yeah, well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to get a professional <laughs> company to do it. And I, I guess, you know, they're right. 
if something would happen to that gasket that would cause damage, I would potentially be liable for that. Mm. But it's cool that you can see the use case. Like if we were a smaller company and we just needed something like quick and dirty to get something back running and I could either CNC it or 3D print it, like you said, mm. or laser cut it, it'd be cool to just be like, I know how to do all that. I'm your one-stop manufacturing shop for parts and shit so long as I have mm. the files for it. Yep. So with, with my company, not that we're small, but we have to run 24-7. And there's less downtime the better we are manufacturing company. So they are looking into 3d printers. They are looking into stuff like that because to call the company to get a part to overnight it, our parts are old. Our machines are old. Sometimes you can't get parts anymore. This is the way to keep the machines running. Yep. I had to eBay a computer yesterday. (laughs) Just just what it is. Jeez. It's from 2003. Oh boy. What are you going to do? I don't have one. Guess I'll die. I found one in (laughs) Springfield, New Jersey. I messaged him on eBay and I was like, update your listing with an overnight cost. We will pay. Just, just do it. And he's like, the PC is like $37. So I was like, put in the cost for an overnight. We will pay. He <laughs> was like $190 for an overnight on a $37 computer. Wow. <laughs> but we got it. We plugged it in. We're back online. And everyone's happy. Very nice. So it is, it is weird like that, but... You know, the other instance of like your job really bringing your hobbies together with it is uh, like because I'm in facilities, I get a lot of complaints like, oh, I, I need this fixed. Why are the shades too low? Why is why is this? Why is that like dumb stuff, mm-hmm. stuff that I don't really want to deal with? Really being able to dig into the engineering, like where my interests lie has been happening more and more frequently as I've gotten more help in the portfolio. I've been able to focus on like real engineering effort into stuff like um, going in and looking at electrical statistics and, and short circuit arc flash coordination studies and things like that. Um, Really like just directly relevant to the interest of things I find like fun and engaging. It's so refreshing when you get to do part of that at work. Like Mm -hmm. when you do something, you're really just like, this is my shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's, when you do IT work, most of it is the boring, stupid thing that, like, someone broke a thing. The other thing is broke. It's those times where, like, the machine, like, a PC actually has an error that you've never seen before. That's, like, a real error where you're like, ah, fun to actually troubleshoot the problem now. And not, like, <laughs> you forgot to replace the batteries for three years. You know, it's, like, <laughs> Did you try turning like it off? <laughs> you just reset your password and forgot what the new one was. Yeah, or, like, um... A lot of stuff that I've been doing here personally has been jumping into uh, work lately, which has been weird because um, I host a lot of servers. Um, Minecraft, I did WoW for a while. We did Private private World of Warcraft. Um, that was a pain in the ass. Beam NG. Yeah, Beam, which or is still running. Uh, so like, I, I'm always hosting servers, so I'm always messing with stuff like that. And then all of a sudden things started happening at work. Uh, and I was thrown into the mix of how to make it, you know, how to make it work. And I was like, I, I don't know anything about this. And then I started looking at it. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I know exactly how I've done this. And they're like, how, how, what, in what? <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> don't worry about it. Because I'm going to sound even more nerdy than you think I am. <laughs> uh, I was a World of Warcraft private server. And uh, I know all of this. <laughs> so I hooked it up. <laughs> and it worked. And it is what it is. <laughs> but... Um, that is just a dumb hobby thing. I like setting up servers, uh, cause it's like a fun challenge 
because uh, most of the servers I want to run aren't easy. So it's uh it's fun. I see you have stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, bringing it into the camera view before we start. Is it as start gooey as it looks it. like? Yeah, it's silicone. Uh, it's not that gooey. It's not gooey. No, it, it looked it, it looked shiny because it. of the way it's like. No, it just looked jelloey. Cupped in in the top. I just wanted it looked jelloey. Like I want to chew on <laughs> it. It's a little, it's a little jelloey. <laughs> really, yeah, it's really um, the intrusive thoughts on Bob. <laughs> yeah. Why are why are the intrusive thoughts so strong with dice? I just want to put it in my mouth. No, the, the dice mold. gels in my yeah. mouth. Crunch, it's not, crunch. It's not the dice. I want to put the mold in my mouth. I eat the dice when the DM isn't looking. <laughs> can you? Can you? Can hear me out? Hear me out. Yes, I can make edible stuff. No, 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 no. I know, but no. <laughs> can you make the molds? You, you pour the molds, right? Yeah. Can can I go to uh, the store, like a shop, right, or whatever, uh-huh. and get you those 50-cent ball cup things that usually have, like, a shitty ring or something in it? Can you make the mold, the two halves of that clicky thing, so that when you pull dice out, it's literally in... The little, the little clicker yeah. style shape, like eggs. It, it won't click because it's not hard plastic. The no, hard- I don't want the click. I just, I want it to be like, yeah, you're pulling a dice, and it's like, da 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 da. Well, no, not a click. you need it to sit flat. It's important that it sits flat. Mm. And it's y- flat on the bottom. The egg ones, they're they're flat on the bottom. It's just rounded up top. I could, but then I have to use a different like structure to make the mold, and that just seems like a lot of extra work for no benefit. I think it would just be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I can. Hi, straight. No, I won't. <laughs> it's good. To yes, know. but no. <laughs> well, yes, but also no. So, is there anything else mold related that you could use that for, or is it literally just to make other stuff? What do you mean? Like these molds? Can you make anything with the mold material itself, or is it just to make other stuff? I can make uh, like silicone. Um, dice vaults. I can make. I can make silicone dice. So that's pretty much we. You that use would be it, f- interesting. So you use it as um, the mold maker, but technically you can make anything out of it. You just use another mold for that. Yeah. Gotcha. I have to use two silicones that didn't bond. Actually, um, ran into that with these, the ones with the pink bottom and the clear top. Mm-hmm. Um, when I poured these, so this pink is a different kind of silicone. This is a tin cure silicone, and the top is a platinum cure silicone. And the the reason of the differentiation between the two is 3D printing off-gasses sulfur as it cures over time. Mm. So you usually need to wait about a month, a month and a half to cast a dye you've just 3D printed and polished into silicone if it's platinum cure, because the sulfur interferes with the platinum mm. in, in the platinum cure. Tin cure doesn't have that problem. So I originally poured this and I wanted to get the mold made quick because I had the, I had tr- been trying to get master dice for so long that uh, I didn't really want to wait the, the extra potentially 45 days to do it. So I got tin cure silicone and it did not, Go super good, honestly. Um, <laughs> I still got cure inhibition on it, so there are some faces in this mold, which is why I don't really use it anymore, mm. that uh, have some ripples on them that I don't particularly like. There's a lot of, like, these are both usable sets for sure. 
Like if I if I'll pop both these out if there are no bubbles or like major problems with the way the dice have cured, they'll both be usable sets. If I polish them, I want to say ninety percent of the people that use them would never even notice a flaw. Mm -hmm. But you know my fucking eagle eyes, I'll see every little goddamn imperfection and obsess over it. Mm -hmm. So I won't sell them unless I'm happy with them. Uh, on on the bottom one, the numbers are shifted a little bit. On the top one, there were some issues with the the D percentile, but um, uh, it, it's more of like. I guess like me being in a crazy perfectionist with it, you know, I, I just don't want to put something out there. That's not like my best work. So anyway, back to the, the two cures of silicone, this tin cure, I accidentally poured the cap with the platinum cure and I was like, Oh shit. I forgot to put the separator in between them because you're supposed to put Vaseline on the, on the, um, the mold. So it doesn't stick to it itself hmm. when you use like style silicone. That way you can separate them later. <clears throat> and then you have your lid face. I didn't do that with these. And I was like, oh shit, I'm going to, it's going to get fucking ruined. I'm going to have to like cut the the key out and redo it. Popped it out of the pressure pot the first day. And I just literally went like that and they came directly apart. Hmm. So I, I got really lucky. I didn't even know they did that. So I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty excited that that happened. And uh, I don't have to re-pour the entire thing because I, I really I don't mind the effort, but I hate being wasteful with materials, which is why sometimes the learning process kind of frustrates me. Like, I don't want to be... <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> well, no, no, me too. Figuring it out is the best part of it for me, but I hate when I'm using things in excess and generating a lot of waste. 3D printing already generates a lot of waste. It does. So I try to minimize that as much as possible. Like, every support you break off a of 3D print is garbage. You can't do anything with it. You can't melt it back down into resin. Mm -hmm. Um Every time you fuck a print up and it goes in the garbage, that's just wasted plastic. So, I, you know, I that's kind of why, like, you know, I take forever to put supports on stuff and I mm -hmm. scrutinize everything. That's kind of why I, I don't I don't want to generate excess garbage. And if I'm going to make something, I definitely want to use it. So I was really bummed when I thought that I ruined these. But, you know, just by a stroke of luck, they they separate. So um in the future, like I rem certainly remembered with both of these to put the the separation layer in between them, and uh, we'll try not to make that mistake again with anything else. Because just so happened that I poured the bottoms of these months ago, and then the tops of these like two two three days ago, maybe like a week ago. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so. What we got in the little ones? <laughs> little ones are a little bit special i'm making for some friends of ours mm. uh, i made keycaps if uh you want to swipe Ooh. it over to the um the camera over here those are not the keycaps those those <laughs> are some of joe's spectacular dice very, very pretty shiny. Ooh ah, ooh ah. okay so i'm just gonna pull this here get a little better view of the mold right here so this is this is what it looks like. You can see the separation in here. Um, there are keys cut into the side. You can see right here where it, it determines what orientation I'm supposed to put the cap back on. And then uh, when I'm ready to pull them apart, I just give it a very satisfying like uh, separation right here and it pops the top off. I just do it nice and slow. If there's any details, I don't want to mess up. And you can see that in this particular one, uh, the cap is stuck to the top because that's where the, um, the insert is and the, the, the mold opening is just the key surface cap. And you can even kind of feel uh, when I molded these, the top of the key is like textured so that it retains the texture in the top. If I had gone over the keycaps that I bought and polished them with a Dremel and like, like Plastex polishing, they would be mere like gloss-like finish like I have on the dice. Oh, that's but cool. I'm going to pop this out carefully. 
Um, these are a little bit difficult just because the way the um, <clears throat> the caps are in, in them. Uh, you know, and I might be able to use the flashing, which is what I'm peeling right now to help pop this out. Um, I did notice a small mistake on the other key because the cap didn't sit properly on the mold, but I'm hoping it won't be that big of a deal. And you always want to be careful when you're demolding these because if you tear your mold, then you have to make a new mold. Mm. So you could see that there's a little bit of very thin resin that got set in between the cap and the uh, and the base. So I'm just going to go ahead and very gently, it's super thin. I'll try to get it on here, but I don't have a whole lot of headroom. Uh, just kind of like bend it up and down, give it some 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 wiggle there. And uh, I'll just do it over here real quick so I don't bore everybody with that little detail. It is very satisfying though. And what pops out at the end is a keycap. And this is a, um, a molded one. So they follow the cherry key switch style inserts. Um, you oh, can that's so cool. see that this one got a little bit skinny on one side, which means the cap wasn't perfectly centered, but it is still usable. And it does, if I do say so myself, look pretty sick. That's awesome. Indeed. So I used gold glitter and I used a, um, a bit of clear resin with blue flake and they mix a little bit as it cures. So you can see on this side, it's very clear, like right here. And then on the, on the other side and like a little bit in the top. When I squish the cap down, it kind of mixed, and you get this very nice swirl kind of. Um, it looks like a, um, not golden gram. What's the other one? Honeycomb? Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Cinnamon yeah, Toast see Crunch? I can get you a little yeah, bit of a. Something like that. It might be a honeycomb. There we go. That is so cool. And is there is that a, a design on the front or on the top, or is that just kind of the texture? Just just the texture, just the way the, the resin settled. So I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing with the other key. This was a um, a delete or backspace key. I forget which. I'll have to look. I think that one was a backspace. Back at home. But, uh, okay, this one this one turned out even cooler because you could see the, the clear separation between the clear and the uh, opaque portion of it. So just give me a sec to pop this out. Um, do you have like any any more questions while I'm pulling this off that you want to ask just to take up the time I'm taking to pull this off the lid of the mold? So where did you find the the key? Did you just buy a set of keys and just make a mold for it? I or? went to <clears throat> some unrelated website owned by some uh, guy that owns way too many things and bought a <laughs> junky set of keycaps. Uh because if I ruined them, I wouldn't care, and I wanted to get something fairly cheap. Mm. Um, and I went ahead and bought those and just stuck them right in the mold. So, um, like, these are all intended to be gifts, right? So I'm not, um, I'm not going to sell these because they're somebody else's design I molded. However, I can get the 3D models for these that are rights-free because I think the design of them... Um, is like open source because of the way that the keycaps are. I was going to say, I think cherries have been around so long. I don't think you could. Well, the cherry is just the stem style, like how it plugs into the switch. The actual design of the keycap on the top is a little bit more. Um, yeah, that looks like nice. that is really cool. The lift, the height of the keycap, the curvature on the top of the keycap, the finish on the keycap. Those are all independently designed aspects hmm. of the keycap see i always thought those were uh just like a standard like there's like i think the three or four i always thought those are just uh outside of like um logitech because they 
go crazy and make their own friggin' whatevers. Uh, I always thought that they were just like standard across the board for, uh, you got fatties, you got thin ones, like the, the, um, maybe that would make it even easier for me. <laughs> I always thought they were I was universal. just trying to play it safe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's what I thought, but I don't know. I, I know Logitech when they redid them, cause I used to have the nine G 900 or whatever, whatever it was. Um, it had like a spot for your fingers to like sit in a groove. It was fantastic for playing games. It was the shittiest experience for just typing. Oh. <laughs> because like your your hands wanted to type where you're like you're used to, but because your fingers were basically in grooves, it just was not a good I had so many errors on that keyboard. Like, am I just forgetting how to freaking type? Is is it my brain? And then I got a new keyboard and I was like, nope, just just the keyboard. <laughs> Great for games, terrible for typing. That looks so cool. I love that that backspace. Yeah, the, uh, the, oh, yeah, the this, this came out. The separation between the clear and the gold is really what I was aiming for. It blended a little bit more than I intended it to, but honestly, fine. Like, it's artwork. It, none of them are going to look the same. None of them are going to yeah. look perfect. Well, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the equivalent of, like, pressing a record. You, yeah. You could mm-hmm. try your hardest to make it work, but, like, you're, you're squeezing oh, plastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, these were pulled from the, the pressure pot, so they're, they're cured, we'll say. So they're not currently... Uh, still drying anyway but you want to give this stuff usually another couple days before you try any sanding or before you try any um finishing or polishing just because these the epoxy resin is still technically curing a little bit and uh you don't want to try to polish it while it's too soft otherwise it'll never get properly polished Mm. um and then just good that these were a little forgiving because i did have one face like when i pressed this down this lip was lifted a little bit, so there was a little bit thicker flashing on one side. It's good that these don't have to be as precise as dice are when I make them because, like, uh, you can kind of see on the, the back side of this, it doesn't really matter what the bottom perimeter of this, of this key looks like because it's going to be down on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I got a good angle where you can see the light on there. It's it's a little rough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I yeah, wanted right. to, you'll, I could you'll just... Nev- you'll never know. Yeah, if I wanted to, I could just flip this over run it over some sandpaper like this and boom, instantly like nice and clean and, and uniform. And you're never going to know because even when you depress the key, it doesn't fully sit flush on the on the platform of the keyboard. Dice do not have that flexibility. So any little imperfection screws them up, which is really tough because it's like you spend all this time and money trying to get a perfect dice set. And then all of a sudden it just like it falls apart because of one imperfection in one letter. Yeah. And then if you get a new die made, does it have the same font? Does it have the same blah, blah, blah? It's just, it's tough, man. Like I'm, I'm going through that issue right now. So I had my masters polished <clears throat> and printed by professionals and um, they still came with some minor defects. And this happens, like it happens all the time. It's a difficult, difficult hobby to achieve perfection on. That's why so many times when you order handmade dice, and they're like some of the cheaper stuff. It's got these imperfections. Nobody really cares. You're getting what you're paying for. But these companies and these these independent makers that sell custom-made resin dice for a few hundred dollars a set, you are getting a pristine, perfected set that doesn't have little flaws, doesn't have little nuances. Uh, well, and, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. And you can <laughs> kind of see, like, one of the issues I stopped using this mold for, I don't know if... Let me, let me see if I can get a focus on here. But... um. There we go. The the one in some of the one faces is not centered correctly. 
trying to get the reflection on there. So like you can tell that the font kind of skewed. Hmm. Um, Let's see which the D4 has it. I'm just trying to get it to get on here, but that's enough for me to say, I don't want to sell this to somebody. It's, can you see it on that? The one, or is it too like trying to flashlight at it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Good idea. I don't, I don't want to sell something to someone that's got even a minor imperfection on it because I know I myself would not be happy. So you can see Mm -hmm. on the flashlight reflection that the one is not actually centered in that die face. You see how the bottom is pushed over to the right. And you know what? To most people that really wouldn't bother anybody, but it bothers Mm -hmm. me. And I don't want to take the chance of selling something. Somebody would be like, Hey, you know, I, I spent all this money on this dice set and it, you know, the, like some of the faces aren't centered and I'm not really happy with it because like there's a little spot in one of the numbers. Yeah, if I was selling die for like 40 bucks, sure. Like whatever you're getting what you're paying for. But I, I want these to be high quality. And I mean, you guys know me enough and I say it enough. If I don't have something perfected, it's not done for me. Like if it's not 150% of the way it needs to be to be marked as completed, I can't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to re- like resin printing those keycaps, what is the durability like compared to like a standard, you know, plastic extruded normal set of key, you know, keycaps? It depends on the type of epoxy resin you use, the brand, the make, that kind of stuff. Um, but typically epoxy resin is very tough. Um, okay. If you get a high quality epoxy resin, like the stuff I use from Unicone Art, it doesn't yellow over time. You don't really have to worry about... Um, like general typical wear and tear just uh, showing you I'm put I'm peeling some more flashing off. Uh, yeah. Off the top of this die mold. Um, you don't have to worry about general wear and tear. It's you're getting like really high quality stuff in there. Oh, that fucking coin looks sick. <laughs> um, pull these out for you. They take a little bit of effort. Sorry if I stopped talking for a second, but uh, it, yeah, it, it's heavily dependent on what kind of, epoxy resin you're buying because you can get cheap stuff you can Mm -hmm. get cheap stuff that never fully hardens or like will have minor imperfections in it just generally not great quality or you can spend a lot of money and get some really high quality stuff it's much like really any other hobby that you do the more you put into it the more effort the more money you put into it often the higher quality result you're going to get like Mm -hmm. everybody knows it's really difficult to make high quality woodworking with crappy tools mm-hmm. because you, you know, if, even if it's hand tools, even if it's, if it's power tools too, the, the quality of tool is a limiting factor in a lot of these things. Just kind of like uh, you wouldn't go to a professional concert playing like a crappy starter guitar. Um, you, <laughs> you know, you want good tone. You want to sound professional. You want your, your show to be professional. You want everything to be top quality when you market yourself. So that's the impression that you give. And uh, I'm just not there yet with dice, and it's frustrating because I've been trying to get there for a long time. Mm. Okay. Because yeah, I've I've always yeah I I'm, I was curious when you pulled out the keycaps because you know we're all used to dice and you know resin you know or resin adjacent kind of dice, and you're like oh, okay yeah I can you know throw this down I could roll it, but you know when it comes to like keyboards and that kind of stuff I mean you you always see you know there's always that one guy in the office who's like like going full donkey Kong on his keyboard, <laughs> you know, and is that going to hold up? But yeah, you know, I guess the, the better, the better, the resin, the better, the durability of it. And hey, listen, and epoxy resin is tough. 
people make tabletops and cutting boards out of, uh, cutting boards out of food safe uh, <clears throat> epoxy resin. Mm-hmm. So it's not like yeah, little, that makes sense. Little wear and tear <laughs> will mess it up. I mean, you will definitely over time wear it down, but you do the same thing to to regular keycaps. I, I don't think there exists a material where you won't be able to do that. So these um, I wanted to pull first because they're my old mold. Those are beautiful. And I did actually use these with the remain. Thank you. I did use these with the remainder of the resin I had left for the big mold. So I'm mm. trying to, I had much more gold than I thought. I'm trying to get the, uh, the coin out of here. Cause it looks the best. The coin in this actually looks very, very cool. Um, so here incoming is the D 20. still got some flashing on there. We're trying to get off. So it'll sit flat when I show it. Um, so here is, there you go. So this is, this is this set, right? Ooh. Yeah. I love that blue flake in there Oh, or like the blue, like glitter. Yeah. It's sparkliness. Flake. It's flake. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Uh, foil flake is, uh, is one of the typical inclusions in this. Sorry, it's taken so long. This is, uh, this is the process I got to go through every time I pull a set of dice out and then including final polishing and sanding. It's it, like I said, not, it's not a quick or brief hobby. <laughs> All right. Let's get that on there. Yeah, that coin looks super dope. I love that. That that just looks so cool. And for uh, for the podcast listeners, it's a uh, like it's a, it's a gold kind of swirl resin uh, with a little bit of clear in there, and then some uh, really really pretty metallic blue flake uh, glitter as well. And it, it's it's gorgeous. All right, now this mold, the clear one I'm holding, the, is uh, the gold on camera makes me want French fries so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this mold I'm using now, I've never cast in this before, so this is going to be a first. I know that there are some imperfections with it. I had a problem um, with the master on the D12, D percentile, and, and D20. The masters came out fine. What we ran into is some of the gaps in the numbers had a tiny bit of an overhang. So when I pulled them from the master mold the first time, they tore the silicone and there was nothing I could do about it. Like mm. no attempt at safely removing uh, that that dye would have stopped that from happening. Although it does look like these came out even better than the other ones. And by, by quite a bit, it looks like. Yeah. Let me peel some of the flashing so off here. So this is the... The better mold, or is this a better mold, like better, better material, or yes, better mold, better masters. So the this is the platinum cure silicone. Mm. This silicone is called sort of clear thirty seven because mm. it is sort of <laughs> clear. Um, it's very descriptive. It's it's an accurate I description. Bet, I bet thirty seven is how opaque it is. Uh, no, it has to one to one has to do with its tensile properties. Actually, mm. um, when they like different. So there's sort of clear 12 that's a little bit uh, weaker. Mm. So, um, so why would you want weaker? If you have a mold, I'll show this right here uh, real quick, with a smaller opening. So like you Ooh. see how the majority of the, of the coin, it's just, like the opening is just there. You don't really need to stretch it too much to remove it. Mm-hmm. The D20 is fully submerged and is just a little triangle popped up at the top. You need to be able to flex that to open these molds up. But the more stretchy the mold is, the more likely it is to tear Mm. when you're demolding. So 
for some applications, it's better to just have an easier to demold um, die or I guess really anything. And then in other cases, you kind of, uh, you really want something that's going to hold up. Like Joe and Bob can see me really like bending the shit out of this mold to get this D20 out. Um, boy. Yeah, this. switch over to the uh, the main camera so uh, people can see this as well. <laughs> see the yeah. struggle. You Watch are like. Struggle. <laughs> yeah, th- this mold, this silicone is more tough than the other silicone I used. So it, I did that specifically to prevent tearing because my numbers were a little oh, tighter in this one. Look- Awesome. Oh my God. These look so much better than the other set. Holy shit. Holy crap. Those look so cool. All right. Hang on. Let me, uh, let me break the little bit of flashing off here. Let's get, uh, I'll wait till you get some more of them on the, uh, yeah, yeah. on the close up there. <laughs> Sorry. To really, no, no. To like really bring in the suspense. <laughs> Dramatic filmmaking here live on tabletop. Trio. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those look so cool. Definitely oh shiny. God. You're, you're going to love looking at this. And podcast listeners, don't worry. Check us out. Instagram, Tabletop Trio, and we'll, uh, take we'll some get some shots, shots of them yeah. as well. We'll, put, we'll, uh, we'll huck them in on uh, Instagram. We'll put them on Twitter, Facebook. You name it. It'll We'll, we'll have them there. And it's Tabletop underscore Trio on uh, the good old Instas. Let me know when they're, uh, they're, we're good to switch over. And, 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 and in focus. Yes. <laughs> focus, focus. I cast get in focus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that should be pretty good. All right, here we go. And the reveal of the dice. Ooh. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, oh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked the reveal up. Go back, rewind. <laughs> Quick. Hey. hey. <laughs> but uh yeah, let me let me try to get some of these oh isolated. Oh my god, those so, are beautiful. I'll show I you love the com- that D20. I'll show you the comparison between the two. This this D20 is actually a little bit smaller than my previous D20 just because I found it was pretty difficult to find um cases to put some of this stuff in. Mm. So, really? yeah, cuz the D20 if it's larger than the standard D20 doesn't fit in things that have typical die slots for such. So, uh, yeah, I, I ended up shrinking the D20 just a little bit. Let me just put the mold back on here. The less dust that gets in the mold, the better. Because uh, I have pulled... Understandable. I've pulled dice with cat hair in them. Just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> any cat owner knows if there's a place for the hair to get to, it will get into it. Indeed. Um, anyway, so here's... Uh, <laughs> this is the D20, right? So um, let me see if I can rotate it over see the polyhedral cathedral logo on there Four m watch says i feel like i'm watching one of those jewelry programs where the old people do their shopping (laughs) (laughs) ah yes qvc Ooh, it's definitely got shine and that is so detailed too because i mean yeah obviously it's a mold but you would think that like it wouldn't be as sharp or anything like that but those are that looks so cool definitely shiny and I love how you can see the separation between like the, the gold, the clear with the flake in there. Too far. <laughs> like, look at that. That is so cool. And if you're a podcast listener, you, so, you definitely got to check this out. The, the episode also goes up on YouTube eventually. Can, can you name um, these? Can you name <laughs> these the aquarium dice? Oh my God, you're right. They, it looks like almost like Atlantis dice. They, you know, I did that on purpose because I knew I'd be revealing these on stream today. I made um, Sea of Themes color dice. 
So sand, sand and surf is kind of what I wanted to name these. Mm. Yeah, they, yeah they, remind I, me of, uh, they remind me of fish tanks. <laughs> that is so cool. So now I can go over just a little bit um, what some of my hangups with these dice are. Let me just find... Uh, they're a little hard to, to find the numbers that I'm, I'm going to be discussing here. All right, so... And again, this is like something that most people would never notice. I'm going to try to get real close in here. So this, the two on this D12, as my microphone almost falls over. Uh, <laughs> is that the two face? Uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this without, um, without paint assist in the numbers. Yeah, probably not. Uh, oh, you can no, kind of oh, see it oh, there. There it is. Oh, there, there it is. is right there, there it is. You see where the top of the two meets? Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to do that. So the uh, the mold, like the 3D print, had a section form a little overhang, and it wasn't closed, but it is enough to pinch the silicone in there. Mm-hmm. And what that did was it created a, a point where the the silicone that got into the number face pinched on top of where the silicone was curing. So only a teeny teeny bit of silicone uh, was still connected to the rest of the mold. And when I like still very carefully demolded, it ripped that off. And if that was just the only spot where it happened, I really wouldn't care. Uh, and it, it'd be something where when I released these, I'd be releasing um, details about that. But it happened in a couple other places. And um, it's, again, a little bit harder to see with dice that are completely clear. But um, let's see if I can find another spot. It did happen. So is it always with the number two or is it all the numbers? Uh, certain numbers on certain die. As the number itself gets smaller, this tends to happen more and more. Mm. Um, so let's see if I can find. And smaller spot. as in like size. Yeah, yeah. Physical dimensions. Oh boy, this is really difficult to, to, to spot them here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a needle in a haystack, except right. the uh, hay is clear, and also so is the needle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good um, luck. <laughs> it's like a hall of mirrors. <laughs> okay, here's a good example, right? It, again, this is going to be super hard to see, but I'll try my best. The double zero did the same thing on the D percentile. So in here, uh, let's get this on. Oh, you know what? Let's see if I can... Switch hands here. That'll make it a little bit more visible. Smart. Right. <laughs> there it is. So you can kind of see the, the light reflecting in the double zero. Mm-hmm. One of these sides, I think you can see it right at the bottom there, is way more shallow to the point where it's almost flush with the surface. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, again, like, that's fine, and most people wouldn't notice. And you might not notice on this set until you inked them. But once you did it would be very apparent that there was something wrong with the die face. Mm. Um, I, I might just try to ink this and bring it back next time to show you, but it, there are a couple spots like the um, the 13 and the D20 has got the same problem. The two and the D12 has got the same problem. And it's so hard to spot these things, even after polishing, that you don't really know you're going to have an issue until you start mold making because that is the most like nerve-wracking part. That's the very end of a super long... Uh, process. However, there are some takeaways to this mold I wanted to talk about that I really um, think benefited me. Uh, this is the first time I've ever degassed my epoxy resin. I usually do that to the silicone. Degassing, um, you're using a vacuum chamber and you're pulling 
air bubbles directly out of the dice. Mm. I've never done that to the resin before because the resin I had previously tried to do it on bubbled up so much that it overfilled the container last time, <laughs> which is not ideal. But um, this time I was able to do it. I was able to control it a little bit better. And you could see that the, uh, the lack of a change in the shape of the dice is more... Um, I don't know how to say this. Die deform when you squeeze the air voids out of them while mm. they're in the mold because you're you're rejecting volume. If you shrink an air bubble, there's nothing to fill that in once it's already in the mold, mm. right? So once you do that, you're then looking at, okay, well, the only thing for me to do is shrink. By degassing the resin ahead of time, I think I've avoided a pretty solid majority of that. Uh, do you remember the last uh, uh, yes, time? Less shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the last time I pulled dice and they were full of bubbles? Yes. Yeah. And I said that that happened because it, the die weren't in the pressure pot. Yep. the The first set of die, I'll put them. I'll put these side by side. Um, yes, but also give me a math rock. Uh, I'll give you both D6s. <laughs> These die, the new mold was put in the pressure pot and the old mold was not. Mm. And I did not need to use the pressure pot to eliminate the bubbles. I just degassed the epoxy resin and no bubbles in a non-pressure pot cured die set, hmm. which is pretty cool. And that was um, that was a tip given to me by the person who was doing the polishing on these dice. Um, they, they kind of went over a few things with me other than, other than the small problems I had with, with the pinching. Um, I, I told them a few, I guess stumbling blocks I'd run into and they gave me really clear cut answers for how to make that better. Degassing the epoxy resin was part of that. So I used to degas the silicone and pressure pot the epoxy resin. And now I've swapped. Now I pressure pot the silicone and degas the epoxy resin Hmm. And that has solved two of my problems. Well, that's good. Uh, those look. Uh, good. I like the font of the uh, the newer ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that's going to change. Hmm. I, I also like this font, uh, but I'm going back to a bit of a wider font, just so it's easier to not have issues. Yeah. So I think some of the issues we ran into were because the fan is, the font is a little fancier in the fact that like it gets some thin sections, and that's hmm. probably what's causing a majority of my problems. Yeah. I think the six has a bubble in it. Does it? Yeah. Motherfucker. Right, that might be a nine. <laughs> Joe. Is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that. It's like tiny, 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 tiny. Oh, uh, yeah. The only, right way, the, the only reason I saw it is because I have a set of dice that has the exact same thing. In oh, it. no. The 19's got it, too. Oh, does it? Yeah. All right. Well, it's tiny, but it's there. But I have dice that have that exact thing in it, like you were saying. I own dice that I paid money for that have that. And that's not acceptable to me. I would send those back. Yeah, honestly. but I, I didn't pay that much. Well, <laughs> again, to my point, I, I want to make high quality, high price point dice that really look spectacular. I don't want to compromise on anything on them. Yeah. Like I said, I cannot do anything that's not perfect. If it isn't perfect, I won't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> but, uh, once I get things perfect, I'm too lazy to continue doing it. And so my interest has been lost. Yep. <laughs> it's Sometimes a, it's it really a, do be like it's that. It's a sad reality. 
Yeah, the, the last model that I tried, the uh, the body of the car that I was working on uh, was warped, so I just stopped putting it together. We can still fix that. I know. Um, we have the technology. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now all we need to do is just 3D print a new body for it, and we're, we'll be fine. Yeah. Because I literally, I went through, I painted the we whole thing. We even know the scale, Bob. Like, and that's the thing. I painted the whole thing. Like, I glued it all together. I have the whole chassis. I couldn't get the wheels on the damn thing. And the body is literally warped. Cars and my not the way the car should be warped. Because, like, that was just starting the Twisted Sister era of NASCAR. Mm. Um, which, that was the whole body style. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I got to that and I'm like, and I just gave up. That was that? Yeah. I have never, I wanted to pick up a model. Like, I I, I used to do them when I was a kid, but I did, like, the level one models where, like, you know, everything was already painted. You kind of just snap everything together and ta-da. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, oh, I really want to do, like, a like a big one. Like, I want to make, like a, like a, like, a level five. You have to paint fucking everything. Like, that's what I want to go in on. And then I thought about it, and I'm in the store, and I, like, have a model in my hand. And I was like, when? When? When the fuck am I going to finish this? <laughs> I'm going to get, like, 43% of the way in, and then be like, I don't feel like ever painting that. Mm, no. And then that's it. Might as well just throw it away. I, I think I can do you one better. <laughs> When I was a kid, I was the exact same way. Like, I love doing, like, the snap-tight ones yeah. that didn't even need glue. No, no glue. It you was like like a plastic 3D puzzle that you just go, hey, look, I made a car. That's what I did. My dad was also into, like, model making and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he'd make, like, the different, like, Star Trek, like, ships and that kind of thing. And I'm like, I love NASCAR, obviously. <laughs> Never would have So guessed. I want to make, I want to paint up a car. Mm-hmm. So I got a car, and I'm like, oh, man, this is great. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to paint every single one of these tiny ones individually and have, like, four <laughs> different coats of paint on one thing. And you have to you have to paint the sponsors. Oh, no, those are, those are oh, the those water are slide. Those are water slide decals. I never understood that as a kid. So like, I how? said... You just wet it, and then it just sticks? <laughs> right? Never understood it. So now it I also do. never worked for me. Oh, God, no. What, the water stickers? Yeah. It was like a good... 35% of the time. I think the problem was, correct me if I'm wrong, we were buying models that were already old when you got the model, so that shit wasn't going. Oh. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, going to work. Well, so I bought the... <laughs> I remember it specifically is Dale Earnhardt's 2001 uh, Bud Shootout car. The is car, really the, what it's called? The car before... The the car he drove in the, uh, in the, the dual qualifying races before the Daytona 500 that he... Mm -hmm. passed away in and he had an oreo sponsored car i'm like this is the car i want to make and then i'm like fuck i have to paint the engine headers and i have to paint this and that and the other thing no, you just close the hood it got to the point where i just <laughs> didn't paint any of it or i painted it all one color but i built it first oh. so i built the whole model and then i took a paintbrush and i'm like that's just done paint, just paint what you can yeah. see it was uh slapdash it didn't come out great. I've I've done that, and not I got, as a kid. I've done that as a teenager, and I got so fucking annoyed. I just went outside and I spray painted it. I was like, "It's 
blue. That's what I did. <laughs> and I got way too close to the uh, to the the model when I was spray painting. Oh, so it's nice and wet and, so and bumpy. You can see the <laughs> waves and the bubbles and the <laughs> and all that of the paint. Like Bronson, do you remember when we were ah. spray painting PC cases? Cat. <laughs> oh, so I remember when we were spray painting PC cases and it didn't fucking work. <laughs> I remember bringing my old PC case out into your lawn mm-hmm. and trying to spray paint it. And then we waited the appropriate time that it said it needed to dry. We went outside. I ran my finger across it and it peeled the layer of spray paint off the top. Yeah. And I was like, well, mission failed. Yeah, we didn't we didn't know about sanding beforehand. Everybody say hi to Bebe. This Hello, is Cal. Bebe. Same star from last time. He is large. He is in charge. He is a very good boy. Dice. Sneak. He likes dice. <laughs> He's like, those smell weird. <laughs> that doesn't smell like food. I don't get it. He was a uh, he was a great co-host for us last week. He just kind of fell asleep in the middle of the show. Like all radio people, he ended up doing drugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a fall from the top. <laughs> his was very quick and only lasted a week. <laughs> The pinnacle of his cat career. The firework of radio. radio. career. <laughs> Almost immediately on the nip. Right. <laughs> now yeah. he's just big chilling. He is indeed big chilling. Sorry I'm so far away from the mic, but honestly, the cat's more important. Yeah, there's a cat. <laughs> and the cat is all that matters. So we ended up... Uh, yeah, we were spray painting a lot of shit at that point. Oh, yeah. And we, we, we forgot that you had to... Uh, well, we didn't forget. We didn't know. That you had to sand the part that you wanted to spray paint. Mm, yes, to make it to make stick. it you know stick. No, we just spray painted paint on top of paint. You know, mm. slippery paint, computer paint, and we just sprayed it on top. Oh, it definitely came out great. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, if you didn't touch it or move it, fantastic. Real uh, Bob <laughs> Ross of computer painting. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been great. Also, that brings up another thing about. Um, PC modding because I I used to so when I was a kid I was almost immediately into PC case modding I bought a a PC from uh, CompUSA Uh, they don't exist anymore RIP in peace don't at me they were great and my mom spent the extra money because she knew the kid uh, that was working in CompUSA and he gave us a discount on the insurance and I was like mom don't buy the insurance she's like he gave me a deal. It's like $10. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm literally going to void the warranty next week. Like, <laughs> don't do it. I'm going to void the warranty. I That is not a question. It's not, I think. I am literally ordering parts as we talk. I am going to void that warranty. Anyway, a week later, I used a jigsaw oh God, to cut a hole in the side of the, the PC and then install my own plexiglass that I used a drill to drill holes in. And then I, I think I, I don't know if I taped it or if I bolted a fan just onto the side of the, the fucking thing. Cause I wanted a window on my PC and as you do. Yeah. And at the time those were really expensive and I didn't want to buy a giant case. So I just made my own. And then I put LEDs in it and the, the whole nine. And then I replaced almost every part of that computer. I think the only thing that was left was like the power supply in a dream. Um, anyway, fast forward, and I've been at this a while. 
And I really want to try to do a theme build on a PC. So I know I was talking to Elena about it. I have her PC that I made her for her gaming. And um, it's pretty clean. Um, Actually, it's really clean. But there's nothing special about it. It's just a clean PC. And uh, she keeps redoing her office. And she wanted to put it, like, up on a, a shelf so you could, like, really... Like, just see it and appreciate how cool it looks. And I was like, well, if we're going to do that, do you want me to do, like, a real, like, theme? Like, a like a full... And uh, where she has it, we put, like, fake plants up, so it kind of looks like a, like a jungle theme. Oh, I was like, cool. do you want me to do, like, a terrarium, like, moss kind of thing on the inside of your PC? Ooh. Like, like do, do you want to use, like, do you want me to start, like, the first, like, real custom... Uh, because I want to do this more. And I was talking, because you wanted a PC. And I was like, oh my God, could you imagine if we do the stream and I end up making, like, you, like, a custom, like, race PC? Where I put, like... That would be super dope. I put, like, models or something inside the PC, like, in certain positions. Oh, I like, have a million diecasts yeah, that I like, can just throw in. Like, holding up the graphics card or shit. Or, like, you know... You know what I mean? Like, you could do a lot. Like you just gave me a terrible idea. We have 3D what do you printers. Mean terrible. <laughs> so my favorite racetrack mm-hmm. at NASCAR mm-hmm. is Dover Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. And their mascot is Miles the Monster. Mm. The trophy is and Miles is basically a stone golem or a concrete <laughs> golem. And the trophy is Miles holding a die cast of the winner's car. Really? Super dope looking trophy. Um, I want that to hold my graphics card. I want a 3D printed miles to hold the graphics card. So you're giving me terrible ideas. And I guarantee yeah. you, well, like I, I already had ideas. So like, uh, the motherboard has a M2 slot for the hard drive. So it's like, a think of it like a flash drive on steroids. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's in the PC, so you can't unplug it. So they have gotten really fast these these time these years, but they've also got a little warm. Not super warm. Like you don't need uh, a heat sink on them. It's more just like you can. Um, so I was thinking about it. I was like, oh man, if I put like a NASCAR on there, if I just kind of sand the bottom to make it flat. Oh, that absolutely. Um, I was like, if I just sand the bottom to make it flat, mm-hmm. um, I could use a diecast car like a Hot Wheels or something. And then use that as the heat sink for the M2 slot. So there'd just be a fucking car, like, you know, pasted to the side of the motherboard. That's just there. So, I mean, I had a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah, Bronson, this is uh, Miles the Monster. That is a large. That's his, a big boy. His chin. He's it's, holding an actual car. Oh, that's a real fucking car. Oh, yeah. That's not like a die cast. No, that is a real car. That is oh, outside is, of the racetrack. He is indeed large. <laughs> is that a functioning car? Uh, like if someone came with a crane and stole that. <laughs> it's it's like it's a show car, so it's literally just body and wheels. Uh, it'd be cool if it like... If someone designed that for like his hand to go down and then it like drove around in a circle or something. I have a picture of the trophy <laughs> as well, but continue on as I look yeah. for it. So that was uh that was my idea. I think I want to get into like full custom I think like the next time I redo my computer, which the way it's been going is probably gonna be about a year. Uh <laughs> I think I wanna do like full hard line piping, which I'd have to learn how to bend myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a thing that I've been leaning towards over and over. And I'm like, no, I won't do it. I'll just get an all in one. I'm lazy. And then like, I look at the people online with like their custom water loops and all the pretty colors. And I'm like, I want that one. <laughs> Gib. So, I-, I think it's probably going to happen sooner than later. If I get really good at it, I'd love to like take commissions. Cause that's just a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like relaxing <laughs> wire management and building things. So, that goes back to the hobby of I need to learn how to 3D model because I really want to, like, I need prototypes and I need things like that. Like, if I, if I put a computer screen in your your case, right, like a little screen just for you to put, like, diagnostics or something on there. Or, like, you could do, like, uh, way, like race lap, like, checkered flags and shit that just show up every now and again. Like... It'd be a cool thing. Oh, it, yeah. It would just be a screen that's just, like, hanging out in the middle. Yeah, and I, so I've like, seen them on, like, the Corsair, like, subreddit where it's just, like, a little circle and... Oh, that's on the cooler. Yeah. But, oh. like, I'm talking about, like, a friggin' seven-inch screen. Like, oh. it's, like just there. <laughs> um, but, like, I would want to 3D print uh, a bezel to go around it so that I could hide, like, the wire and all that other stuff so it doesn't look like it's unfinished. His that's feet, the trophy. His feet are so big. <laughs> <laughs> that's a trophy, and that's holding a one a one twenty fourth scale car. So, Bob, I could wow, absolutely do that. It is ginormous. One twenty four. How big is one twenty four? Uh, the car. Remember the car that I brought in, uh, the mm-hmm. polyhedral cathedral car by about yeah, about like maybe a foot long by yeah, like six. That'll work perfect. Or so. So what you could do? They make riser cables. I have one on my PC downstairs. It basically moves a card. So instead of it on the board, you can kind of move it, like, I think up to three feet away from the card. Oh, no. So you can move that. So you just have to put his arm hiding the cable and then drill a little hole for the slot to fit in, and he would just be... So we're 3D printing Miles the Monster, aren't we? Yeah, that's what it's looking like. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's uh, things like that that I want to get into. I've always been a little artistic. I, I can't draw for shit. Uh, but you know, I could use my art in other ways. Yeah. And that, that's always been me too. Like I don't have the talent to make things, but I have the ability to like think of things Mm. like in my head. I'm like, this is exactly what it should look like. But I, there's a, there's a blockage between this thing and this thing. Oh, same. <laughs> like I could, if I explain it to you, I could explain it to you in such detail that if you knew how to draw, You'd be able to draw it perfectly. But then, like, I try to put my hand down and do the thing, and it's just like someone's farting in a pen. And I'm like, no, that's that's not it. That ain't ain't what was in my brain. That's literally why all of the cars that I paint for iRacing are very standard, like, (laughs) sloop, sloop, sloop. Because I'm like, I have so many ideas, but, like, sloop, Photoshop. (laughs) Yeah, I never... I'm like Photoshop challenged with that. Like, I wish there was uh, a program that you can kind of like just grab the the same Photoshop stuff. I, it probably does exist. So something that um, takes AI to be like, I want something kind of like no, this, not, and not, AI is like not AI interpretation. I just wish there was like a like a not a paintbrush, but like a like a drawing thing. Like I have a drawing tablet. Not that I could use it. I'm like again artistically uh, challenged. Um, (laughs) But I have the drawing tablet. I wish there was a thing where like I could put the Photoshop thing in there and just be like, I want this color and I kind of want this here and I want to do that and put that over here and then just get it like good enough 
and then have like AI be like, oh, I see what you were going for. Let me let me clean that up and make it less ugly. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, a, per- a person, <laughs> which I know you could do the, the people one, but, you know, it's, again, it's a hobby thing. I'm not going to be like, yes, uh, artist, please, uh, $300 for you to paint my car yeah. uh, that I'm going to use in a video game. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't spend that on D&D commissions. <laughs> <laughs> But you see, know, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a guy twenty bucks to paint up a car for me. Like, yeah, I would do like, yeah, a little bit. But like, see, the thing with the D and D thing is, that's D and D. It's a commission. It's an, it's a character. You're playing a character, and then you always have that character. Mm-hmm. When you're playing a video game, and I'm racing a car, what are the chances that this game is going to exist in X amount of years? It's not. I mean, iRacing's been around since 2008. It has, but has <laughs> the paint that shots. you were able to use still able to use? Or have they upgraded the engines to the point where you can't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The silence speaks volumes. <laughs> in fairness, Dan, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I could get way in the weeds on that, and I'm not about to well, do they, that. They, they keep upgrading the textures of the cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the paint, I mean, you probably could, but, like, boy, would it not look good. Yeah, no. It definitely wouldn't. I remember one of the Arca cars just got updated, right? Yep. And then the paint. I had to repaint my car. Yeah, the paint was just like, no. (laughs) All because they did some graphics enhancements, which the car looks amazing now. But like, it's still a car based off of a car from 2009. Really? Yep. Huh. That's why all the game files say K&N 09. It's based off the 2009... uh, car that was the arc or the xfinity series car at the time steel body anyway in the weeds again <laughs> interesting it's a lot of well <sighs> but so, i feel like that's a pretty good uh jumping off point or do you have uh some other uh i only have one more gripe but that's just it. i just want to yell at people let's uh, do not it you guys but if you guys could also yell at people hey, yell in the chat for us if i see one more goddamn company Send me an email with re in big letters like I sent it an email. We're going to have problems. It is the biggest. Do, do companies think that we don't know that we're sending emails? Like, what? what is the thought process? It's like re, that big event that you RSVP'd. Like, no, I didn't. Don't, don't tell me I did. I know I didn't. Like, I hate it. Yeah, real estate companies, event companies, uh, friggin', I think PNC did it at one point. Like, low, low PNC. Come on. It just kind of screams scam. Yeah, and like, they're all reputable companies. Why do you keep putting re Re. in in shit? It's just, it bothers me so much, because I'm like flipping, I'm just deleting emails, and then I guess they, they... are getting a point or across what they want is you pause and you look at it and you're like, mm, I don't remember emailing that. And then you don't. Yeah. And, and then, then click open and, the email, but I'm not right. going to open it. I'm going to delete it on site and mark you as spam. Yeah. The second oh, I yeah. find a company doing something shady like that, I'm immediately like, well, there's never using you again. Sorry. Yeah. It's so goddamn prevalent though. It's everywhere. Even in companies that I actually, you want to deal with yeah or, or getting those you know re your application and i'm like yeah because that was the worst when i was applying for jobs i'd be like oh man like 
this is awesome. Like I, you know, shotgun blast out my resume and all that. So Mm. maybe I applied for this job. Your application for a new credit card is on its way. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm trying to city bank. Like (laughs) I'm trying to find a couple Uh, shitty bank. I have deleted so many at this point. It's like, Oh, maybe I didn't apply for that marketing job, but guess I'm not now. You jerks. I think Fox did it once. I was like, well, you're definitely getting it. I don't even know how I got on your list. <laughs> or uh, what's a big one? But that tracks, though. Cruises. A lot of cruises. Oh, They're like, yeah. re, your cruise. Like, your cruise itinerary. Yeah. You get it, Find get out anyway. when you voyage the seas with Carnival. <laughs> oh, boy. No, thanks. Fuck Carnival, by the way. Oh, what, did, what happened? Terrible experience on them. Go on. The, uh, the 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 one and only cruise my family went on was absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Um, to the point where the guy that like my mom was you know working on you know booking the trip and everything he's like, it's your first cruise. You don't want a balcony room. You want to have an inner room. Who says that? The guy that was booking the 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 trip for us was he like he he it it must have been that like he needed to sell X. Ex- that, like that, 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 I almost guarantee you that's what it was. Who fuck? Because we had that? the shittiest, smallest room with a bathroom that you couldn't even change your mind in. Like it was that tight. Like amazing. And on the other side of our wall, which we had one bed and two of those flip down beds. Oh god, awful. So my brother had one flip down bed. I had the other flip down. My parents had the actual bed. And the crew corridor was right behind our room. Oh, love so that. all night we hear like the 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 carts and everything, or like the crew yelling and screaming and having a party. Like so you were at the lower. Damn. Well, we were like we were like stockade steerage. Like, yeah, we were steerage from the Titanic. Damn. Oh like we were God. even making those jokes. We're like, yep. Yeah, well, if the ship sinks. I'm expecting to see that thing gated off at the top, and you know, <laughs> here we are. We'll play the violin as the ship sinks. Like, so, so did you have? So there was no window, or no? We because you were interior. Yeah, no, we had no window. Yeah, your interior. What are yeah. you gonna look at? The guys fucking rolling the carts through. Yeah, we had literally nothing with that. Like every single excursion was awful, um, <laughs> to the point where we we got an airboat ride. We had to wait four hours. I was gonna say, how could you fuck that up? We, we had we, there was a four hour wait because the uh, the airboat company said, "Oh um, yeah, you guys were like a minute late, so we just let the school field trip go in front of you." <laughs> so we had to wait on that on a deck that was covered in fucking hornet and wasp nests. Yeah, damn. And when we got there, they're like, "Oh yeah, you have one more, you know, one too many people, so one of you is going to have to sit on the docks." Mm. And we're like, no, we paid for this because it was our family. Of course, that the guy's like, well, one of you is going to have to wait. Mm. Um, and then he finally was like, well, fine, whatever. But, you know, we might have a weight problem. Mm. And he deliberately would drive that side of the boat like a little closer to the plants and shit. Mm. So, like, my family would get hit with the plants and that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, and just fucking terrible service. When we got back, they're like, well, what do you want us to do about it? They're an outside business. What do you want us to do about it? Mm. We're like, refund us. And like, no, damn, we'll, we'll give you an extra drink on an all inclusive cruise. I was gonna say, it's all inclusive. Yeah. So like, oh, we'll give you a drink voucher. We're like, for what? We already paid for the, all-. long story short, 
Don't wow. use Carnival Cruises. They suck. I mean, I wasn't planning on it, but good, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, they did not care at all. That's that's impressive. Yeah. So uh, my only cruise experience was, uh, oh God, what was their name? I don't remember. Royal Caribbean? No, it was one of the, oh, Celebrity. Celebrity Cruises. I never even heard of that. So they don't. Well, they do. They're they're not like Carnival. There's not like anything crazy on the ships. There's nothing. It's just like, do World's you like food? Tallest water slide. Celebrity. Like, that's that's it. And we were like, yeah. Yeah, we like food. <laughs> so we had a great fucking time. But I mean, all I fucking did was eight. I would wake up at like seven in the morning, order room service. I'd have like two burgers. And then we would leave the room and go have breakfast. Like, <laughs> I was just a fat ass. The whole vacation. That's also where I hit uh, fucking roulette. I just could not be stopped. <laughs> oh, that also reminds me of when we were trying to get off the ship. They were waiting on one for one person before they let the entire ship off. They were waiting on one person to check in. Mm. And that person happened to not speak English. So they weren't like, they didn't understand any of the announcements they were making on the ship. Mm. And I guess they were pronouncing the person's name wrong as well. Mm. So oh it we it took us like two or three hours to even get off the ship. So we had to pay the, because we had like a car service pick us up because we're not going to drive into New York City because, right. you know. Uh, so we had to pay extra because we we had to wait so long. Oh, we had to pay extra for the there? car because he was just sitting there. Mm. So yeah, that is, that is overall terrible. <laughs> not even once. <laughs> and that actually turned my whole family off of cruises ever again. I Damn. mean, yeah, that's a that's a pretty <laughs> bad experience overall. So, but yeah, that was uh, super happy fun times. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, it was a great time. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it can only get better from that. That's a that's a very valid point. You really can't get worse. Um, <laughs> but I feel like this is a pretty good jumping off point for us for uh, for tonight. Yes. Um, As always, you can check us out on all the social medias, Tabletop Trio, uh, Instagram, Tabletop underscore Trio. Uh, We go uh, live on podcasts, usually the day after, so Thursdays at some point. Uh, Literally everywhere you find podcasts now, which is super awesome. Uh, So thank you all for listening on the podcast. If you are a podcast listener, we're live on Twitch Wednesday nights at 8. You can join us this Tuesday for some more game night. Maybe some Sea of Thieves, maybe some modded Stardew, maybe who knows what else we'll come up with. Mm-hmm. Should be a good time for sure. Shoot us some messages, uh, DM us, email us, just reach out, Twitter, all that good stuff. We take requests. With, uh, yeah, with requests. Any game that you want to see us play, we'll definitely give it a shot. So uh, for one final time, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. This is Tabletop Trio. Thanks for having a good time with us tonight. Thanks for watching and we'll talk to you soon. Bronson here of Tabletop Trio. Thanks for lending us your ear holes. Please follow us on our social media accounts, easily accessible through our link tree, especially on Twitch, where we go live every Wednesday night, live at 8.05. See you there. <laughs>